I just want to thank everyone for being so patient with me as sometimes I feel that I'm telling stuff you already know to you. <laughs> and, you know, when you go to, um, when you learn things and you want to relay these things, I'm always conscious that maybe I'm preaching to the converted or I'm telling things that you already know. But bear with me. I am excited and I hope you can feel my excitement for the Lord and for what I am learning as, as I share with you my reflections. And one thing that has really stood out for me this week in preparation was John's prologue. I've always skimmed the prologue. I've always just gone straight to the stories because that's all, what always interested me were the stories of Jesus and how they described his stories and so forth. So when we studied John's prologue, I was, oh, it's actually called John's prologue and there's a reason for it. And I began to understand the historical context of where our Bible originates from. For example, the four Gospels in our Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, they, when they were found in the original texts, they didn't have names. The authors were anonymous. And the titles were actually given around the second century. And they were thought to be have written by two of Jesus' apostles and by two friends of the apostles. I find this fascinating because knowing where things originate from and why they occur, it just widens my understanding of God's universe and the living things that God has created. And so we know the Gospel of John was written anonymously. Since the second century, it was attributed to John, the son of Zebedee, but there is no evidence to back this up. In Acts 4 verse 13, it suggests that John, son of Zebedee, was uneducated and therefore not literate. However, authorship does not take away from the powerful messages we read and love in John. It was many years after Jesus lived on earth that the Gospel of John was written to tell people how special Jesus was. It didn't tell about the visits from the angel Gabriel. It didn't tell about the visit of Mary and Elizabeth. It didn't tell about a baby born in a room where animals stayed and angels announcing the birth to shepherds watching over their sheep. It didn't even tell about the wise men from a land far away with expensive gifts. John did something different. John talked about Jesus coming to earth as the word of God, as a light from God. With skill and delicacy, John handles issues of profound importance. It comes as no surprise that this prologue has been the foundation to the classic Christian formulation of the doctrine of Christ. John 1 verse 14 is one of the most important verses in the Bible. And the word became flesh and lived among us. 
and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John begins by introducing Jesus and the word. The language features include the allusion the text makes to the first Genesis. The passion, the simplicity in explaining Christ is God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. John's story is the fourth gospel in our Bible. We know from the first words that this story is not like the others. John wrote that Jesus was with God from the very beginning of creation. John's prologue is a mystical reflection on the word of God, a being from eternity past, was with God and yet was God, who created the universe, who provided life and light to all humans, and who entered into that world he had made only to be rejected by his own people. In verse 17, when the word became a human being, his name was Jesus Christ. Nowhere in any of the other Gospels does Jesus make these claims. There is no sense in the synoptic, that's the flash word for Matthew, Mark and Luke, synoptic, I learned that as well. There is no sense that Jesus had existed in eternity past or that he was equal to God. The idea of Jesus' divinity may have developed over a period of time. As the final gospel, John represents a more developed sense of who Jesus was and who Jesus is. As the years passed, Christians came to see Jesus as something more than a man representing God or as one sent to deliver God's message. John assured the people that when they believed that Jesus was from God, they became God's children. John described Jesus not as a tiny baby, but as one who was full of grace, full of truth. From Jesus, we, you and I, receive that grace, a love bigger than anything we can imagine. No one has seen God, wrote John, but we know more about God through Jesus. When John's gospel was read to people, they thought and thought about who Jesus is. Today, when we read John's words, we think and think too. That is a good thing, because our thinking about Jesus brings us closer to God. Let us pray. God, thank you for sending Jesus so that we can know more about you. Amen.